Danny Benson. I'm the host of I'm Proud of You, Sis. And sometimes I'm proud of you, bro. I just want the world to feel that if they're invisible, I see you and I am proud of you and I'm proud of all your accomplishments. Even just getting up during the day, in the morning. Some days I don't want to get up either, but I just want to say I'm proud of you, Sis, and I'm proud of you, bro. I have my guest here, I'm so happy she's here because I feel like she's a queen of manifestation just as I am the queen of manifestation, meaning that whatever you say will happen will happen, but you have to have action behind your dreams. So I have Marsha Augustine here. She's actually the news reporter for News 10 NBC in Rochester, New York, and also the weekend anchor and I am so proud of her because I remember a couple of years ago we were doing this seminar and that's how we met and um she was just like you know what I love my job I love what I'm doing she was in the magazine industry in New York City but she was just like you know but I want to be an anchor person I want to be a news reporter and I said you know what you can do it you can do it and from then on uh, since 2019 we have been friends but I wanted her to give kids the power of knowing that you can make your dreams come true, but they have to be actions behind it. So welcome, Marsha Augustine, to my show. I'm proud of you, sis. I just want to say, first of all, I am so proud of you. I am so proud of how far you have come from that seminar, but I know you can do it. You sat there and was just like, okay, I'm going to do this. And you did it. You didn't let no one stop you, your parents, your family. Any situation, you was like, you know what? I'm gonna make my dreams come true. But in order for them to come true, is you gotta have action behind it. It's just not gonna fall on your lap. So, please welcome Marsha Augustine to my show. I'm proud of you, sis. Hi, girl. How are you, girl? I am blessed. My heart is full. My cup is full. This is a really emotional moment right now because you took me back to a place like you said, 2019 pre-pandemic, who would have thought it was like the perfect time for us to come together because we didn't know it may have been the last time and for things to really to really start that manifestation because, and that's what's so important here, Danny. right? We don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. So the fact that we met in 2019 because we were just both in a place where we were like, we don't wanna be in this place, we have to start manifesting things and taking action. And that's why it's so important to do it now because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We didn't know the, that the pandemic was going to happen and put things in a place where everything was at a standstill. So, honey. I know, honey. I know, honey. Hey! Yo, we did that. I just got to say we did. We did that and you did that. This girl is an anchor person on NBC News 10 in Rochester, New York. You don't understand how proud I am of you because we 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 actually taught this to to we manifest we manifested this. I I even I even manifested self love day. I remember I had to give my affirmations and I was like I'm gonna do self love day. I'm so proud of you, sis. Da, da, da. 
But I really felt it and you really felt it too. So it wasn't just talk, just to talk. We felt it. And then we had to do the hard decisions of actually making it happen. And I want kids, I want young adults, I want humans, men, women to understand that I don't want you to feel like discouraged if things are not going your way. I need you to understand that it's actions every day, actions every day. It could be small steps, big steps, side steps. Sometimes, you know, it, it, they, they'll say no, like the rejection. You know, you, I know you've had rejection. I, I know that, you know, you wanted to be angry here, there, 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 there. But it's just, it's just not taking it personally and knowing that you're going to find that person that's going to be your yes. That is such facts AF, right? <laughs> going back to that seminar when, you know, they spoke about considerations. And the considerations on top of those fears hold us back from the dreams that we want to bring to fruition for ourselves. And so when we say considerations, right, at that seminar, they were like considerations. And I'm just like, well, what the hell is considerations, right? We were like, what, huh? Yeah. And when they put it in simple conversational terms, it's basically fear. It's all the excuses that we pile up in our heads. I don't have the money. I'm not good enough. I'm just a girl from the Bronx or from Harlem or from wherever, some small town. And you you make all these excuses in your head, which is what the seminar called considerations, to make you feel as if you're good enough and as if the possibility will never be there. But I'm just here to say the potential is there, but bigger than that, the possibility is always there. And like you said, you just have to, Take the daily steps every day. If it's just one little thing that you do every day to get you closer to your dream. How do you take your step? How do you take those steps? You surround yourself with good people. You um, get the support that you need. Um, you also have to not only rely on those people, but you have to also believe in yourself and believe that, you know what? Push those considerations down. I can do it. I can do it. Yes, I can. Remember President Obama said, yes, yeah, I can. I yes, can. we can. Like those things like resonate with me. And then also I follow a lot of um, motivational speakers who talk about in simple terms and give you those affirmations that you can say every day. But honestly, Danny, bigger than all of that, reading the Bible having great family and friend support. You have to believe in yourself. Yeah. I can't even stress that enough. And this is coming from a girl who never like really believed in herself. Cause think about this. When we met, you didn't even go to school yet. You just said, I want to be a news reporter. And you loved your job and you were comfortable at your job. You loved your family. You didn't want to move away from your family because you know if you wanted to pursue this dream, you know, you were, you had to get out of your comfort zone. You know, and people sometimes have to understand that. Girl, the comfort when zone. When you have a dream, you got you got to, it's gonna take you out of your comfort zone. Funny. So if you're not ready for that, you can't be disappointed at the world for not, you know, 
allowing you to, you know, pursue and win your dreams, it, it, it gets uncomfortable before so it feels better. Uncomfortable. When I tell you if she's going to get uncomfortable, I mean, when I graduated from SU graduate school, I went to Elmira, New York. This is a girl from the Bronx, from New York City, where everything is lights, camera, action, where you want to go, how you want to do it. It's going to happen. The city that never sleeps. Listen. There's always something going on. And now you're in Elmira. And you know what? I've been to Elmira before. It's a beautiful place. It's the suburbs. But it, it's... This country also, like... Yeah. Okay. So it's country, suburbs. But meaning that it's not something that you're used to. And now you had to go to an uncomfortable place. And sometimes people think their dreams are not going to come true. And it doesn't come true because you're not willing to go to that uncomfortable place. So, I mean, the, the girl from the Bronx is going to Elmira and you're like, oh my God, this is completely unfamiliar. I don't have no family here, but I know this is where I have to be to get my dream started or to continue the dream, to continue to where I see I'm going to, my purposes and where I'm going to add up and end up. So, I mean, okay, so you go to Elmira. First of all, you had to get into school. Because when we were, when we were, when we did it, you wasn't even in school yeah. yet. You didn't even know what school to go to. You wanted to stay local. And I was like, look, girl, sometimes you're going to have to just go someplace you've never been before. Girl. And you were sitting there talking about, oh, but my family, they need me. I was like, okay, but you need you. You need you. Your I have to say, you kept you. it really real and raw. I was at Hearst Magazine working for the Fashion and Lifestyle mag Magazines. I work for Oprah Magazine. Um, and it's funny because I wanted to get, um, I had applied for a better job at O Magazine. And I didn't get that job. I was so crushed because I'm like, I've been here for a year and I would, and everyone seemed like they loved me and I loved everyone. And it was a great magazine. Everything was going well, yada, yada, yada. And so this position came up and I didn't get it. And I was just like, wait, what? why me like so okay and then at that point i had moved on to another area in hertz magazine making more money because at that point i feel like now that i look back i was really chasing the money not chasing my dreams and pushing down my dreams thinking that the end all is money but i still wasn't mm -hmm. happy making all that money so then i got this other position on the corporate side making great money living in new york city and but I was there in that position for probably like a year and a half. And then one day, I can't even explain it. It's honestly, I think like it's just the universe is God, because when God keeps on putting something in your heart, no matter how much you try to push it to the side, he's going to make it. He's going to make that feeling stronger. And I guess just that day, it was like a punch mm. in my gut. And something was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm going to apply to grad school. I'm going to apply to Columbia and I'm going to apply to Syracuse because doing my research, I saw that those are like the best uh, broadcasting schools. I was hoping that I would get into Columbia because, you know, New York City and family is everything to me. So I figured I could still work making great money, go to Columbia part-time, and then still be with my family. So I got the 
girls, right? Yeah, yeah. But in my heart, making that decision was making that decision was so hard. But I really had to put myself first for once. And even you told me with your help, you were like, Marsh, Syracuse is a choice. I know. I had to tell you the truth because I'm a family oriented person too. Like I can never like leave my family, but when it comes to your dreams, sometimes, sometimes your family can't come where your dreams are taking you. But I said, look, they're going to be there. You know what I mean? You could always come back. You know, it's not forever. Right. But you know what, if this is in your heart, this is what God is telling you need to do. Trust that he has you covered and mm. you got to go. Mm. Yes. So I left everything, and went. Left everything behind and I went. Yes. Yeah. And I, I remember, you know, you're going to school, not knowing no one. And I remember you started doing your, your stand-ups. I was like, I'm so proud of her. Oh, they, were horrible. they were horrible. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? When you when you when you have your dreams, sometimes when you first start out, when you start, you you're not gonna be the best. But you know what? It's it's I've, to the people out there, it's you starting is what matters. It's not gonna look perfect. I don't want people to think as soon as they're starting to do their dreams, like. You know, one of my daughters is so interested in gym- gymnastics and she has to do it over and over again. It looks messy, looks sloppy. And I'm just saying, it's, it's you just got to keep doing it, keep practicing. You're going to perfect it. You're going to perfect it. The more you do it, you're going to perfect it. Yes. And that's what people need to understand about their dreams. Yes. Go after it. Even if you don't understand how you're going to do it, go get the skill, go get the know-how, start training yourself, start practicing, start doing it where it becomes monotonous, where it just keeps going like in your mind, like, and, and after a while it will become autopilot. Mm-hmm. So I remember you doing your standups and I was just like, Hey, <laughs> she's doing a stand, but you were doing your dreams though. And then you yes. have to learn failure pushes you forward. You have to fail and people have to understand that. I think in school, they, they made us feel like we couldn't fail. Cause when you fail, it's a bad thing. Yeah, and you never you wanted to, to fail. Yeah. Yes, you never wanted to fail because 100 is what you need to get. If you fail, it's horrible. And I think they schools especially have to stop making kids feel like if they fail, they're a failure. If you fail, you learn from your mistakes and they push you forward. It's growth and failure. It's growth. Failure so, is resistance to fear. That's the way I see it. I'll say it again. Failure is resistance to fear. If you don't fail, you will never grow. If you don't fail, you can't fight back fear. So the more you throw those punches at failure, you're going to see yourself grow. It's like riding a bike, right? I remember, you know, my daughters were scared to start on the bike because they was like, mommy, what about if we fall? And I said, you know what, baby girl? We won't know until you try. And even if you fall, it's going to hurt. And I, I promise you, it's going to hurt for a split second. It'll look at me like, what? You want me to go through pain? And I was like, in failure, you in searching, whatever you want to do, you're going to have to go through some growing pains. It's not the fear of rejection. Rejection and fear is the two worst things that a human could feel. Nobody wants to feel rejected and nobody wants to feel the fear. And sometimes I think that that's what keeps you in your comfortable place 
because when you're comfortable you know it it's like every single day so you don't get the rejection you know every single day you don't get the fear right so it's just like let me just stay here because even when even in this comfortable place you you were in you once had a place of fear and rejection what happens is we don't want to do it again so we stay there we're like oh my god it was so painful oh my god just getting here so no. i know when you were doing I know when you're doing those stand-ups, what were you thinking in your mind? Girl. Am I going to get this right? Or am I going to give up? I'm, am I going to be chosen? All those things. And then you still have those fearful thoughts in your head that like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Right? So you really have to, it's like a battle in your mind that you're having with the things that you're saying in your head for the things that you want to do. And you have to constantly fight those negative thoughts. Like, and now I look back when I was in Syracuse doing my like live going live and like um doing my stand-ups. Shout out to Syracuse. It's really, it really is. And I don't care. I will endorse Syracuse to the day I die. It is the best journalism school in the freaking nation. Okay. Like, I look at myself now. And I'm just like, wow, I've come so far. Who would have thought? Look at this girl. Girl. But I still have a long way to go. Like, it doesn't stop here for me. Because I'm always, now I'm always looking to do more. When I do my live hits, I'm like, okay, what can I do different? For me now, it's so important to stand out. Especially as like a Black female, I'm not a sorority girl. Me either. Not a sorority white girl that's 23. So I'm competing with all these other girls, right? So that's where you have to stand in your truth on all 10 toes. And you really have, not only stand in your truth, you have to stand out. So I do a lot of things differently. And is that scary? Yeah, I don't want to do it. I'm like, no, it's not going to work. It's not going to work out. But you got to be creative and you just got to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, what, okay, so after that, after you graduated Syracuse, how, how was the hiring process? I know that must have been, I know you probably like um, put your resume, put your your reels, put, you know, your broadcasting resume. How was that? How, how was conquering that? Because, you know, with, with, with dreams, there's always steps in dreams, right? You don't just get there just from zero to 100. There's like steps. So what kept you pushing on? Yeah, so the fact that I always want to be a reporter and I try to push it to the side because I'm about this money. I want to make money. I like clothes. I like hair. I like makeup, lipstick. No, mm -hmm. I'm about this life. I like luxury items, right? But when God kept on putting that dream in my heart and I got that punch in my gut and in my heart, I knew at that point, I can't do this anymore. I got to chase my dreams. So when I decided to go to Syracuse and then it's just so interesting again. So prior to me working at Hearst, right? When I first graduated with my BA from Fordham, I sent my resume to at least 50 stations. Zero called me back. No one called me back. So at that point, I was like, okay, well, I tried, God. I, I mean, this can't come true. So let me move on. 
worked for magazines, great. And then fast forward, when I got that feeling again, I was just like, okay, went to Syracuse, but it happened during the pandemic also. It was like my, what, third semester in Syracuse? That's when the pandemic happened. So I'm just like, great. I finally get to go to school, try to live my dream, work towards my dream, and now the pandemic happens. Why now, God? I don't get it, right? So I'm like, no, great, this is never going to happen. I should have never left my job. But um, things got a little better. And during my capstone, a lot of my professors were saying, you know, just keep on moving forward. We know that this is the, the kind of like, you know, the height to hopefully the end of the pandemic, things will get better. So I was in DC. So our capstone for the first time in Syracuse, it wasn't even held normally like a normal capstone will be held, would be held because usually they set up like a newsroom and all the graduate students are there and we're working towards putting together our real, and we're working with real stations. They connect us with real stations because this is like the final semester for us. So literally we were all just working from hotel rooms remotely um, working for stations. And I had worked for a station out in Amarillo, Texas, which I never heard of, but we were in DC. So I was in DC doing this remotely. And once we graduated in August, End of uh, end of August, to cap our capstone ended. Now it was like like you said, okay. And they helped us put together our reel. They helped us put together our resume. Um, and then it probably took me about three months to find a job because who would have actually thought the pandemic to me was a blessing and a curse. It was a curse because we lost so many of our loved ones mm -hmm. that we would have never thought we would have lost um, in this way. But then for me, the timing of it all and pushing through it all during such a horrible and tragic time, stations were going through it. They didn't have enough reporters they didn't have enough staff to really go on air and do the news that they're here to do. So they were desperately looking for people. And so graduating from Syracuse at that time was the perfect time. And so I had stations like calling me and I'm just like, wait, what? I'm, I just graduated. I've never done this before, but they were so desperate. And yeah, so I got a couple of offers, uh, one being in Iowa, one being in Michigan, and then Elmira called. And so, and that's the other thing I want to say. Iowa and Michigan called, but the connections that I made in Syracuse. So when I was in Syracuse, I interned at CNY Station, which is a, uh, a station in Syracuse making connects with people because my industry is so big, but it's so small at the same time. My news director in Syracuse put in a good word for me with the station uh, news director 
in Elmira because he used to work in Elmira at the competitive station, but knew her. So he put in an award for me because I interned there. Girl. That's how it works. So when you when you're sitting here saying, "God, why is this pandemic happening?" I people have to understand this. God knows every twist and turn, and you just have to trust the process. That part, Danny, that's the hard part. Mm -hmm. Trusting the process because a lot of times so many of us want to control the situation, especially me as an alpha woman. It's like, <laughs> no, alpha woman. Okay, we got to have another talk about alpha woman. No, God, this is the man that I want. What are you talking about? Stop showing me these signs. I don't want to see it because this is what I want and this is what I'm going to get. I already know, God. Out the way. <laughs> gotta let go of all we gotta let go of all that like oh my god he already knew he already set it up he set it up when I got rejected from all the like 50 stations years before that your life was I tell people this all the time your life was already written before you were born he already God already knew whatever spiritual being you believe in they already knew or God already knew the choices you were going to make before the, you knew the choices you were going to make. Right. So that's why with me, I try, I, I stay faithful. Um, I, I talk to God, like he's my best friend. He's like, <laughs> because I know he has my back. I've been through so much and he's covered me and he's covered my children. And mm -hmm when he puts something in my heart, you know, people will sit there and say, no, people won't help me or whatever. And I, and I have to just push through and say, it's okay because, you know, God will send me the people that will. Yes. And I have to believe in it and I can't take it personal and I can't, you know, get upset. But I, I, I personally feel that if I, I put my whole entire faith in God, because I know he will carry me when I no longer can I carry myself. And that's facts. That's and I, I and I'm gonna say it because I, I'm a testimony. So for the people out there who don't believe in God, is no offense to you or anything like that, but mm -hmm. I have to test mm -hmm. to my testimony because I it I've seen God work in my life. I've seen him work. I've seen the impossible become possible. If people knew my story and people knew your story, they would not even imagine that you would be here where you are right now. But it's through faith. It is definitely through faith. And everything that you said, I mean, it's so true. It makes my heart smile because, see, some people didn't grow up with that also. I think that, you know, if you have parents that enforce or not enforce, but like really instill faith in you and let you know that, you know, there is a God and whatever relationship that you want to develop with God. And I'm not saying like, oh, you got to be in church every Sunday at nine o'clock for 9 a.m. Yeah. mass or else you're a sinner or whatever. Like we're yeah. all sinners, but God is in your heart. And like you said, like, he's my best friend. Like you can talk to him however you want to. You don't have to even get on your knees. You could be wherever, sitting on the sofa, sitting wherever, and just have 
a full-on conversation like we're having. It doesn't have to be a prayer. It just has to be. That's yeah, what I'd be like, Lord. Any, any words that come, yeah, any what? words that come out of your mouth, that's why you have to watch your tongue. It's a prayer. It's a, no matter if you're kneeling down, standing up, your hands are like this. That's why you have to watch what you say. That's why you have to watch what you say because what you say will manifest. So you think the negativity, the negativity will come because that's what you're attracting, right? You think the positivity, and I know it sounds crazy, but the positivity will come because that's where your thoughts are. So the positivity will come. So I, you know, I, I'm not religious, but I'm very like I'm spiritual. I believe in God, and that's it. Like I don't, I don't go to church as much as I would love to go to church. But I feel like my home is a church. I feel like God is here. You know, He's He's everywhere. You know, so I, I, you know, I think now more than ever, the way our country is going right now, faith has to be so important because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I mean, I have no idea. This is the first time in my life that I can't even predict. Like when I was growing up, my parents told me, get good grades, go to a great college or university, find your husband in college. And I <laughs> I missed that one because I was with my high school sweetheart forever. It's so funny. I just saw my Home Depot a couple of weeks ago. I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> then, um, so I was supposed to get my BS, my BA. Then I was supposed to get my MRS. That stalled a little bit. Then I, you know, career. Then got my MRS. Then had the babies. Um, yeah. So that, it was always like predictable. Then get the house, right? The, you know, you put your money together. Now I have babies and I'm like, I don't even know they're going to be able to afford a house. Now I'm going to have to like, I don't know what's going to happen to this world. This is where I'm at right now. I'm like, I don't even know what's going to happen. I don't even know what to tell my kids. You know, I, does the old ways of thinking work anymore? You know? Yeah. I don't know. But you know what I could tell my kids though? The God you know, that I talk to you that tells you to do the right thing, tell you to treat others the way you want to be treated. You know, the guy that says anything that's impossible, I make possible. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing I know that is constant. Mm -hmm. Yes. Whatever changes that this world is going through that I don't understand sometimes because I don't understand how people could be so evil to each other because the guy that I believe in made all of us. We are all brothers and sisters because, you know, we are. Um, the only thing I know that's not going to change is God. Hate is taught. Hate is taught. You know, little kids grow up innocently. They don't grow up with hate in their heart. It's taught to them. And then when it's taught to them and as they get older, this is what we start to see in the world. I don't care what I know. anybody else says. I don't care what anyone says. It's taught. Kids are not born to hate people. No, it's taught. It's, it's taught in a home. So I hope I could change the narrative of, mm. you know, judging someone by their character and not the color of their yes. skin. Yes. I, I know what people see in TV. I mean, you're a news reporter, you're a news anchor, and I judge people with how I meet them, you know? If you're nice and if you're not nice, if you're kind, if you're not kind, you know, I don't make assumptions because I don't know you. I don't know your past. You know, yeah, you you're, you you come from here, there. I don't, that doesn't tell me your character. 
basically. Your skin color doesn't tell me your character, basically. But we have your to, religion. We have to stop portraying people um, of certain uh, demographics and ethnic backgrounds um, in the news, in TV, um, as in certain places, basically. So like, if you keep on seeing mugshots of black young kids that have braids, um, you're gonna keep on, folks who see them in the supermarket or walking down the street are going to think, oh my God, this kid is gonna mug me. Cause I, I, I only see like kids young black boys with braids in their hair and like it's a problem in the news in media in hollywood we have to stop portraying that because then people start thinking in the back of their minds that these are the characters that are going to hurt me right and like that's that's not the case and so i don't want to make that the narrative Right. And so for me, that's why it's so important not to show, you know, black people in that way, because we are doing great things also. And I want to highlight that, you know, when people hear that I'm from the Bronx, they're like, what? You're from Bronx? Yeah, I'm from yeah. the Bronx. Great things come out of the Bronx. Like, and I'm from Brooklyn. Great things come out of Brooklyn too. Great okay. things come out of. Okay, BK. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. BX. Okay, yes. BX. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, let let's 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 normalize that, right? Yeah, because you know what I said? Like, we're not me and you are not on TV because we're boring. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just want to pursue happiness. I just wanna, you know, have children with the best education, get married. Like we, we want the same things that every other person wants. Right. And okay. I'm, this is my skin color, but I want the same thing. Um, the, the, what they portray on the news is maybe one or 2% of the population. So it's like, it's like, you can't really judge me and my babies and the world just by watching what you repeatedly see on TV. Yes. There are some bad apples. There's bad apples everywhere, but sometimes TV just targets a certain group I feel, and they just keep showing it, showing it because you know what? I used to be in the news too. I, I started out working at WABC channel seven news. That was my first job out of NYU. Oh, no. So um, my background is journalism and th there used to be this theme. Um, if it bleeds, it leaves. Yes. It's still, it's still the, um, it still is it still, it's still is. the model. Still the model. So you know what? They always like to put negative first because that's what people click, 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 click. Oh, but it oh, is true it though, but it is true. Danny, I will say people are quick to click on the negative. We can have all these positive stories which we do put a lot of positive stories out there. We have a whole Sunday, Sunday show dedicated to positive stories. People do not click on that. They only click on the negative. So I have to say that as well. I gotta be fair. And you know what? And it, and it transfers to social media. Even celebrities comment on negative. 50 million people can say something nice. They always come back to the person that said something negative. <laughs> like even social media, negative, you'll get like, 
3 million likes, something nice and positive. People are like, boring. I really think it's how our mind was set up. We, we are set up to just just go after the negativity, go after the gruesome. Like, what does that say about society? Positive thing, though. Like, for example, oh, the public library is offering free COVID tests in case you need, you know, COVID tests or um, at-home COVID tests, right? Or, oh, if you want to get a COVID test, or a COVID vaccine, you can go here. No matter what your opinion is about the vaccine or about just getting a local COVID or getting a COVID test at your local library just to test yourself at home, why do you have to put something negative about that? It'll get no clicks. Sometimes it won't get no clicks. And it's just informing the community for those who are interested what is going on? Because some people are really interested. Why do you have to comment something negative about it? But those type of stories, they won't get any clicks anyway. So they don't get clicks. That's what I'm saying. Like good stories, good people don't make the five o'clock news. No. You know, and that's what I want to say in every race, every culture, every religion, there are good people, good human beings walking on this earth doing good deeds every single day. That's why I tell you, I'm so proud of you, sis. That's why I give you your flowers mm -hmm. because I want to highlight people like you that just do good things. But because Aww. you're considered boring, who wants to watch this show right now? Because it's a positive show talking about positive things. Okay, no, I want to hear about gossip. I want to hear about da -da 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 -da. You know, I think like we got to stop this madness. We got to stop always wanting to give power to the negative. We have to start giving power to the positive. And maybe this world will be a much better place because because if if we are all in a positive, you know, mind state, then we'll be better souls, better people to each other. But if it's always this, the hate, the negative, the angry stuff always in our faces constantly, then you're always like bucking. You're always, you're always like on guard. You always are judging. You always are, you know, prejudiced. It's because our society, it's just like, I feel like America has gone into this hole of just, it's just bad. It's just negative. Like even with Congress right now, you know, just there's no civility anymore. There's no kindness to each other. And, it, and if our kids are not seeing the adults being kind to each other, how do you expect kids to be kind to each other? This country was born on hate, though. So we have a lot of work to do. You know, the country was stolen from the Indians, right? Like, so it started there. And this is like centuries of hate that we're trying to now make up for, at least some of us are, a lot of us are not on board. So that's the other dividing factor also. And but so- let's all be it, on, But let's all be on board because we are all humans at the end of the day. We have to start somewhere. We have to, because this hate cannot manifest any longer. It's like, it's making America into the country that I don't even recognize. And yes, this is an imperfect country, but I'll be honest with you, I'd rather live here than anywhere else. And right. this is the only country that you could come from nothing and you can be a millionaire, billionaire in the same way. Why lifetime. do you think we have thousands of migrants trying, I hate to call them migrants. Why do you think we have thousands of asylum seekers trying to get to this land? <laughs> well, you know what? We're going to have a disagreement on that because 
Okay. Look, you're right. They all want to come here. I'll be honest with you. My parents had to, my parents came here in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Most so did they mine. came here legally. I, I okay, I get they why they want to come here. Your parents I, really I get why they all want to come here. I get it. But I oh, think okay. that you have to come here legally. You can't you can't pick and choose laws and not follow the law and say this law is okay to break and this law is not okay to break. But Either they have legal, laws do your parents come here legally? They came here legally. Your parents came here legally, Danny? Yes, in the 70s, they had to have sponsorship. They had to. We, my parents are from Haiti. Because you remember, Haiti is not a bordering state. You know, if you if you're coming from Mexico, it's easier to come illegally because it's it's you walking through land. You know what I mean? My parents, I mean, they flew here, but they didn't get their citizenship until they got here. So, and I mean, oh, I lost you. I can hear you. Mm-mm. Very low. Oh, that's better. Just a conversation. Um, how, how do you look? I understand. Okay, let me let, let's put it this way Haiti right now is a disaster. Mm-hmm. Gang violence. The last time I went to Haiti was a month before the pandemic. I went there to speak on an entrepreneurship. Um, uh, trip that I went, I was invited to come to speak to um, Haitian women who are entrepreneurs. Hmm. It's a gang infested. I feel like they need to be able to come here because there's actually something going on in that country and people are being killed. Like it's a known thing, right? Mm-hmm. The people are coming through the border. Mm-hmm. I have I have friends who are Spanish people are saying, you know, there's cartels involved. They're like, Mm-hmm. They got to pay these cartels people money or the, the cartels going to come and kill their family. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of like men that are, you know, you know, like Scarface, how Cuba let a lot of like single, like a lot of like um, prisoners go to come to Florida. Like they were all in jail and they just released everybody. How do we know these people are not being flooded from like the jails system down there? It's not telling them like, okay. You know what? You 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 have to. We we don't want. We can't afford to pay you because you gotta. When people are in jail, you gotta still take care of them. How do we know when they're not just letting them all out and saying go north to go to America? They'll take you. How do I know that? You know, in some of the countries, they want men to serve in the military. And and how do you know these men decided not to serve in the military? And they're like, okay, I want to come to America. How is America going to sustain every asylum person coming in? It's mostly it's mostly families that are coming through, right? And to see these mothers coming through with a baby around their neck, two other babies like underneath their armpits, and the journey that they have to go through to get to the border, no, I wouldn't want to do that. So they're not just doing that because like, like, oh, I just want to like get out of here. There has to be a reason why. These so do you think, do you moms, think it's fair for all the people who don't, who don't live in a bordering state? You think it's fair that they have to come here legally and they have to have the money to afford to come here legally and people who live on land that's a border of, of Mexico get to come here illegally? 
No, I'm not saying that. I mean, no matter where you are, however you want to make your way here and become an asylum seeker, that's on you. Just because they have more no. advantage, just be, hang on, just because they may, it may be, it's still hard, right? Just because they're taking a hundred mile journey to get to the border, whatever, because it may be closer to that for them than coming from Haiti, whatever, because you can't get to the border, right? Wherever you are, whether you're in Haiti, where you, whether you're in St. Lucia, whether you're in St. Croix, whether you're in Mexico, whatever your way is to make it here, to become an asylum seeker, that's your journey and that's on you. Some of us may be closer to get to the border. Some of us may be further away to get to the border, right? But I can't be mad at whoever is like closer to the border than I am. But you know what you got to understand though, like I go to communities and the taxpayers are taking the mm -hmm. brunt. Schools are being affected. Mm -hmm. Schools are being affected in the black and brown communities more than the other communities. Because now you have to take your tax dollars and pay for them to learn English. Like, Look, let me just tell you something right now. If this border is not shut down, and people might agree with me, don't, don't agree with me, Republicans are taking it. Because there is communities, like look at New York City. Like Mayor Adams is sitting there saying, look, we can't, there's homeless people. Let me, let's put it this way. All my life, I would see homeless people and, and the country would be like, we can't, we can't house them, we can't feed them, we can't do this, we can't do that. Veterans. We can't house them. How are asylum speakers, seekers coming in and all of a sudden they're, they're housing them? But we can't blame it on the asylum seekers. If I was in those countries, if I was in Haiti, that's like saying, Danny, 2,000 Haitians want to get here. And let's say they, they did all, try to come. Hang on. They did. Hang you, on. Remember? Was, you remember? Wait, wait, wait. Them back. But hang on. They if there were 2,000 Haitians that got here, if they were, hold on. If they were, let's say the asylum seekers were all Haitians. Would you feel the same way? Be Would honest. I feel the same way. If they if no, they, because there's something actually happening in the country that they need asylum from. Right. There's, there's something, something actually happening. happening. I agree. Their president, their president got assassinated. Yes. They the still don't have a president. Now they let the camps come there. in. So what is there's going? What is going on in Ukraine? What is going on? What is going there's on in the south? What is going on in Mexico? What is going on in Venezuela? What is going on? Tell me what's going on right now. They, unless they want a better opportunity. But what else is going on in their country? Are they threatened? They or are they just threatened. don't want to live there anymore? They are threatened. All of these countries, they're all being threatened. All of them, right? Just like Ukraine. Why is it okay for the Ukrainians to come here and they are impacting our schools? Nobody's talking about that, but people want to talk about how the asylum seekers are um, but there's an actual war in Ukraine, though. There's an actual war where bombs are being thrown every. But there's war. There's wars every day in other countries. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. So, but you know why the people in Ukraine are coming here legally? They're not citizens, Danny. They're immigrants. But they, but the, but the government is allowing them to come legally, though. Okay, 
They're not legal. If you want to get real technical, they're immigrants. No, no, because I have, okay, let's be be really technical. I have family members that we are sponsoring in Haiti. We have to sponsor. In order for them to come here, they have Mm -hmm. to be sponsored by one of our family members, meaning that they cannot rely on Medicaid. They cannot rely on welfare. They can't, Mm -hmm. they have to have a home to stay. Mm -hmm. We are sponsoring. We, so they're, so they are here legally because in two years they have to go back. Right. The government knows about them. The government knows who they are. The government has their passport. The government Mm -hmm. knows where we live. Mm -hmm. So if they don't want to go back, they come after us. Right. Mm -hmm. So where's the accountability for the person who comes in illegally? They get to stay here forever. While my family members have to go back in two years? Well, we don't know if they get to stay here. We don't know if they get to, they don't get to stay here because they're still seeking asylum. It's not guaranteed that they get so to stay So you think once they cross the border, they're going to go back? They're going to be yeah, hiding. They can't, they can't be They're going to be working back. off the books. Come on. They can be sent back, Danny, because now that they're wow. here, now they have to go through the process. Just because isn't you're here that, doesn't mean that you're that staying what? here. Once you're here, I think it's harder to deport you. No, it's unless not. you commit a crime. No, if if you're here illegally, even because they're still here illegally, if they're seeking asylum, they have to be granted that. All I'm saying is, I just want people to to just come here legally. I, if you want to come here, have enough money to take care of yourself. See, I. Listen, I'm not judging. I can't judge because my dad literally came here illegally. And, and my parents did. So that. maybe that's why I'm taking this stance. My I'm a product of that. Not. Like, there's so many people that are have you, so are you made on immigrants. Like, wait, I, wait, wait, wait. But Marsha, you were born here? I was born here. So are you, are you, are you a DACA? Am I a DACA? Meaning that you know the 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 the, the DACA kids. Oh you know, no, like no. The came... no! Okay, so let's get this straight. I'm a U.S. <laughs> citizen. I was born in the no, but not Bronx. <laughs> no, but DACA, but DACA kids were born here too, but their parents came here illegally. Oh, okay. Yeah, um... and they're saying since their parents came here illegally, then the you know the Republicans. I can't say all. No, but my parents are citi- but my parents gained their citizenship. Got it. So they're they they've been citizens, like you said, like whatever since the eighties, whatever. Like yeah. No, oh, so grandma, parents, like so they so they came illegally, but then they did it. They did this path to citizenship. Yes. Yes. Got it. Got it. Well, I look. I just want to say thank you so much for coming. Yes, <laughs> Yo, we we do all the time because there's so many topics that we could talk about. Like, we'd be, we would be good at this together, girl. <laughs> so many topics. We even so like half an hour many. because. Because you see how I have a stance and you have a stance. You like, yo, let them come in. And I'm like, I don't, it's not that I don't care for them coming in. I'm just thinking, no, I'm thinking about I'm the tax burden to everybody else. But I'm, I'm all for people getting out of a horrible situation and trying to find better opportunities. Yes, obviously there are better opportunities in the United States. That's why we love it here so much. Like we were born here, right? So I get it. And I know my dad left St. Lucia looking for a better opportunity for himself to help his family and raise his family, right? So I get, just like you, all the Haitians that want to come here, I get it. 
Bring them in. And I know that's why I told you, Danny, if they were all Haitians, would you still feel the same way? Because I got to, you got to, I got to keep it real with you. I know you wouldn't feel the same way. You no. would want them to come in. However, there has to be a proper process. I will say that. Because the way stuff is happening, it's just like, oh, everybody's just coming in. And it, it can't be that way. There has to that's be a all I'm saying. Process. That's and all that's I'm saying. The, and they that's the government's problem. They have never gotten it right. And now it's gotten to this point. Now it's gotten to this point. We should have had a handle on this border situation well, from what years about, what ago. What about the terrorists? What about the terrorists is coming in? I know there's a cartel because my Spanish friends tell me, "Oh, my my sister's here legally. I gotta pay. I gotta pay fifteen thousand dollars, or they're gonna come after our family from where she came from." There is a cartel. There is human trafficking. It is happening. Oh, human trafficking is a whole other story, girl. No, but it's happening even worse now. It's happening even worse. I, I, I just feel that if this problem is not handled, I don't know who's coming into this country, and I damn sure is not going to have another 9-11 happen here again. With all, with all the easy access it is to come into America. You don't think the terrorists are what? saying, let's go Honestly, to Mexico? Like Let's go to Mexico right now. You don't think there's secret cells? People need to do their up? research, though. Look at the people that are coming in. There are mostly families. I'm not saying because we don't know, and I don't know. So you don't. You don't think I don't know if Joe Schmo, whatever, comes through that he doesn't have any like you know uh, criminal background. But what I'm saying is, let's do our research before we just say X Y Z is coming in. And I believe, but what is the percentage oh, but I didn't of say that all. coming in? I, I didn't say all. I said oh, okay. that there might be some yes. sneaking yes. in this country I agree. through yes. the borders, setting up secret cells in America, and I do not want another 9-11 to happen Agreed. in America because I would not want my baby Agreed. to go through what we went through. Agreed. There's cartels that are sneaking in tons of people that are getting paid in these trucks to get into this country. They're raping these women. They're abusing these women. They're abusing these children. Yes, I understand that America is a promised land, but we need order at this point. Mm -hmm. We need order we at the border. Need, we need order at the border because let me tell you something. It's warm here right now in New York. Wait till the winter comes. It's gonna be madness when all these immigrants you know, migrants, asylum psychers find out this is not the same cold that they're experiencing experiencing in South America. They don't even know what cold is. They live near the equator. Wait till they're all over the streets homeless. How are they gonna even afford to pay rent in New York City? New York City has the highest rent in the whole country. How is this gonna work? They're gonna and be in the, the projects. In Eden Wall, paying three. There's no, <laughs> there's no housing. We are lacking housing in New York, in New York City, and they can't really go upstate because they need a mass transit to get around. No, they are upstate. They're here now, Danny. That's what I mean. Like we have hundreds of them here. They took a hundreds? bus. Adams, I guess, sent them up here. Uh, Doc, who's working with New York City and New York State, they sent a whole bunch of them up here. And now they're in the hotels. Yeah, and how long that's gonna last? How long are they gonna be paying hotels for? Well, do you know, I guess, do you know, I do you know, know our government? Do you know our government is about to shut down tomorrow? 
We don't know that, Danny. Stop yes, letting that you. We don't I, know. I, look, let me tell we you something. Don't know. I do know because I have my sources. It's going to shut down. It's going to shut down. I have my sources from D.C. letting me know right now. Be prepared. Do everything you have to do tomorrow. Oh, because not one of those emails. Everybody do everything. Hunker down. Go to the supermarket. Go get your alcohol. Go get your okay. wine. Go get your Hennessy. Go get your bread, your milk, your butter, your chicken. Go. Make your curry chicken. Yo, make your soup. You know what? People laugh, but I remember when Hurricane Sandy came here. Nobody was filling the gas tank, but I did. And then when Hurricane Sandy came here, everybody was like, you, you, you're never ready. You are never ready. Yes, go prepare for the Look shutdown. Look at your candles. You don't know how long the shutdown is going to... The shutdown is about power. At the end of the day, America made its debt. America has to pay for its debt. Danny, okay. Let's talk about... We may not have time to talk about this. Yes. Let's talk about the looting that happened in Philly. Disgusting. Okay, okay. Disgusting. I am ashamed disgusting we have no right to go and steal and take anyone's property i don't understand this looting thing that people do to think that i understand you're upset you want to protest but you do not go and steal other people's merchandise merchandises because that's not going to make anything better it just makes it worse how does that make change progress for the better nothing, nothing. how does that nothing. help change laws nothing. how does that help nothing put hold people accountable. Nothing. Nothing. No, because you know why? You're really trying to benefit off of this person's tragic death. How dare you? How does that make it right? What happened to this young it man doesn't make it right. may not have been right. But you doing this, you don't really care about that young man because you're trying to benefit for your own benefit of wearing new sneakers or wearing clothes from Lululemon or getting like, you know, other clothes for your face. You, you don't really care? Looting, looting doesn't solve anything. Looting just makes you look really bad. You are destroying your community. They're not going to come in and invest in your community again because they know something happens again, you're going to do this. It is not right. I teach my children not to steal. Even one time I walked with a pack of guns. I didn't even know I had my friends. My kids, ah! ah! Oh my God. I gotta get back in the store. I gotta pay for this. I didn't know. Mommy, this can happen. This can happen. I'm like, okay, hey, calm down. But you know what? You don't take someone else's property that they work hard for. That's what that's all I gotta say. But we are going to have Marsha Augustine back. Maybe we can do a 30-minute segment every single month and just talk about politics and all that good stuff. I, I'm so I'm so proud of you, sis. Flowers, flowers, flowers. Love you, love you, love you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you, everyone, for joining. I'm proud of you, sis. And I will see you next week. Love you, Danny. Bye. I'm proud of you, sis. Thank you. Bye.